0: everyone, this is Dwayne Moore, you're listening to the Heart of Worship Podcast. We're glad that you joined us today. My co-host is Stephen Moore. Stephen is up in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm down here in Arab, Alabama. And we are excited that you are listening to us today, wherever you may be located. Uh, The weather here is beautiful. I don't know how it is up in Louisville, but
1: man, it's a nice day here. It's nice here. It's a little on the cold side, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, we lived in Louisville for a while, and then, of course, you stayed in Louisville, but uh, it was always a few degrees cooler up there, Mm -hmm. uh, and you definitely get more snow. Uh, Have you gotten snow yet in Louisville? None that's that's stuck. None that's stuck. Okay, just flurries. Okay. Well, uh, this is a new year. It's hard to believe that uh, it's 2020
1: that's crazy yeah
0: yeah we were writing a check yesterday for something um actually my wife was your mom was and and uh she had to stop and think this is 2020 you know and stop and write it slowly um uh, but we're it's here it's, yeah, it's uh 2019 went, went by fast
1: <laughs> i wrote it for the first time yesterday too and thought the same thing i was like man that's different yeah. Felt odd, didn't it?
0: Well, how yeah. was 2019 for you? I would just ask that. Well, let me—I'll I'll let you think about that for a minute while I tell you guys about our what we call 2019. So let me start with my own testimonial here for just a moment. In our ministry at Next Level Worship, we try to give a, a, a name to each year, and we've we've only been in existence since 2016, so we haven't been doing this long. But we we try to give a name for the year we have coming. Coming up, and, and what we believe it to be, you know, kind of a visionary thing. But in our board meeting in December, this past December, we looked back on 2019, and I don't remember what we actually predicted and hoped it would be, but but what it ended up being, and what we ended up calling it, is a year of testing. And I know that doesn't sound exciting, and 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 I mean, actually, it was a phenomenal year. We we named a lot of things that 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 we were able to do and God allowed us to do that were phenomenal. But honestly, looking back, it felt like a year of testing. Financially, we had some struggles. Just uh, physically, I, I had some struggles with, with sciatica, some, uh, some pain and during the summertime. And I don't know, it just felt like a year of testing. And so uh, we're, now, now we're, we're already looking ahead to the next year. We've got a name for it too. But before we go there, I'll ask you, Stephen, how was your 2019?
1: Um, you know, I think 2019 for me was one of the best years that I can remember, but also okay. one of the hardest at the same time. Oh, you know, and I think okay. A lot of that just has to do with the nature of new things, you know? You get into something new and it's exciting, but there are also plenty of learning curves that come with it. You know, and, and and there's the whole the grass isn't greener really on the other side kind of deal. You know, you get over there and then you realize, oh, this has challenges, too. And so, yeah, a lot of 2019 yeah. for me has been kind of learning to live with both those realities, you know, to enjoy the newness and um, everything I'm getting to do while at the same time embracing the fact that. It comes with its own challenges and its own maybe struggles, you know, and just trying to roll with all of it, you know. So 2019 was great, but it was a big learning year for me too. So,
0: Well, I, I remember you and I just, it wasn't that long ago, a few weeks ago, when you were home for the holidays, we were talking, and I, you brought up a verse from James chapter 1. I think you must have been reading it, meditating on it at the time. And uh, the beginning of James 1, it says, um, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not quoting it exactly, but, uh, but basically uh, allow the hardships of life to have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and mature. And so the reality is we do go through times of testing, and it's not always fun. Uh, I think yeah. we can all look back and see some challenges in 2019. For us, 2019 in many ways did feel like a time of testing we're a we're still a young ministry kind of like what you're talking about we're trying out some new things um and uh i think sometimes the lord allows us to go through the challenges and the tests not because he's being cruel to us no or not because he's aloof to what's going on he's kind of checked out no he hasn't i think he allows us to go through things though to help us be grounded in him to remind us that we have to have him to remind us that he's got this and yep. and, and uh to help just help us uh, within our own selves just dig in if you will just dig in and say no i'm doing this Th- this is my calling this is what i feel like i'm supposed to do we we're, we're gonna do this mm-hmm. um and, and that's kind of where we look back to say because honestly it got so challenging financially there for a while for us we weren't sure if we'd if we were even going to have enough money to finish our year, you know, at, at one point. And, um, we did, man, God came through. It was phenomenal, but we didn't know that, Yeah, well, you know, looking ahead, you you can't see, you don't know. And, uh, and so it would have been easy to be, to be really transparent with you. It would have been easy to jump ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go do something else. I'm, I'm done with this. This is too hard. You know, but, but, by his grace and let me just put it out there it's not us at all it's god's grace we didn't do that we we said no well you know we we, we're going to stick to what we believe god's put us to do and so in that way that was a time of refining that might be a better word than testing it was a time of refining us and so now we're looking ahead to 2020 and that's part of what i want to talk about today is looking ahead what does it look like but for us we we believe and hope that it's a uh, that it's going to be a phenomenal year, but we believe it's going to be a time of, test, uh, of, of, of trusting. Testing was last year, trusting more this year. Yeah. I don't know that we did a really good job. <laughs> I don't know if we'd score high on the, on the trusting scale, but I hope we're going to do better with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. So Awesome. Yeah. So so uh, happy new year everybody. Basically is what we wanted to say to start this uh, conversation off and and this is this new exciting year we have ahead of us. Uh but we wanted to start out we don't want to keep the whole thing this heavy and and deep, you know. We we like to have fun with it and and so I came across this list uh, is it, uh, probably I discovered it back in September, or October, but it's been out for a while. Some research that was done in 2019 of uh, some things that are that millennials are going away from, things millennials are just checking out of. They're not doing anymore as much. And it's a generalized list, obviously. Um, But I thought it'd be fun, Stephen, if we just talked about some of that. Because I thought about you, man. A millennial is defined as a mid-20s to mid-30s guy or girl. And I thought about you because you're, what, 24? So you're Uh right there at that millennial age. Yeah. Yeah. And so... uh, why don't we just take yeah. just a few minutes, just kind of touch on it and just uh, some cultural things, and some things that may not be around in a,
1: another year or two, you know, yeah. or maybe so three or four. This is a list yeah. of things that I am supposedly killing off. That's right. You're <laughs> to <the> blame.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, sir, you, you got the list in front of you. So just lead us out with that.
1: Yeah, we'll just kind of lightning around it and kind of go quick with things. Um, okay. Starter homes. I you got no to explain idea. why they
0: put that. Th- that makes no sense. Why they didn't put that unless you just it doesn't make sense. I think we have to explain. I know it makes it a no, Starter to homes.
1: Um Okay.
0: Okay. Explain well, it. I think the idea there is that 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 they're predicting from this article anyway that that people are staying w- at home longer with their mom and dad, you know, and they're. Uh-huh. And they're saving up money and they're skipping the starter home, going to a larger home. I don't know. But anyway, okay. that, that's, that was their reasoning.
1: Maybe so. From personal experience, experience, I can't say one way or another, so I'm just going to go to the next one. Golf. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't ever play golf. So I'm definitely You have friends that, that play golf. You don't really can, have any friends that play golf. I either. can name a few people that I know my age that play golf. I wouldn't even call them friends because I'm not close to them. I haven't seen them in forever. Uh, there was a golf team in high okay. school, and basically I'm referring to those guys. <laughs> those, like, 10 dudes. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. I could see that, though. None of my friends now play, have an interest in it at all. Okay. Cable TV, for sure. Yeah, Netflix and everything's taken over. Because, like, why would yeah. you wait for something to yeah. come around and watch it when you could just call it up whenever you feel like it? Exactly, yeah. This um, next
0: one, though, now, we might need to give pause on this one. What about this one? Marriage. Yeah. yeah, that's an what interesting about that, uh, Yeah, that, that, that the idea is it's kind of old-fashioned maybe? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure.
1: This is Thirdish something. Thought. So of my friends, and again, you can, I can only think as far as my immediate circle and like the people my age that I know around me. And so for someone else's crowd, this might be a totally different answer. But most of my friends are married. And most of them are 25 or under, you know, the guys that come to mind. And so my guess is this is maybe something that's less true for the church culture crowd and more true for outside of church culture crowd.
0: Well, I, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, would, I would certainly hope so. Unfortunately, with Christians in the, in the area of divorce, anyway, uh, the numbers are about as high with divorce among Christians as they are among non-Christians. And that's sad. It's a sad statistic that we've been aware of for many years now, uh, and it, it doesn't seem to be, to be getting much better than the last I heard anyway. Uh-huh. But uh, as far as getting married, well, I don't know the statistics on that, but I would certainly hope that uh, Christians would still honor marriage the bonds of marriage but i don't know yeah again it's it's, it's such a mindset man the 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 culture's changing in so many ways um yeah that i don't know i mean it affects the christians too unfortunately sometimes
1: generally i can't talk today generationally as a whole um i think i could see that one being true actually unfortunately yeah yep. uh casual dining chains yep i could see that this though credits online delivery services to it going out, and I've actually never yeah. ordered anything on like online food-wise. But, yeah, popular, though, food wise. But yeah, I think that's popular though,
0: especially in larger cities, and, and there's certain areas where uh, where that is a really popular thing to just order food
1: in. You know? Oh yeah, everybody does it, but me probably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Motorcycles? Maybe so. I don't really know. I've got a few friends that ride, but only a few. i don't know man more
0: any motorcycle enthusiast would would definitely have just not agree with that and not want to hear that because people that are that are into motorcycles love the motorcycles but but i just i don't i've never cared about them and so i i don't know what i don't hang around people that do to be honest i don't know i don't know what's even to say to that one
1: yeah whether that's
0: true or not i don't know either
1: Mm -hmm. uh beer yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I think most of the people I know, almost everyone that I know, between the ages of, what, 25 and 30-something, drink. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, and this says they what? prefer smoking pot to drinking alcohol. Yeah. Which, again, it's just a yeah. difference in circles. You know, nobody I know hardly smokes pot. But well, okay.
0: I don't know. So... I would hope they don't do either one, but, you know, I, yeah. I, I know that they, they probably do, or many of them do. So uh, Cereal.
1: Well, I eat at least <laughs> one box of cereal a day. Um, oh, yeah. Well, when you tea. came
0: home for the holidays, anytime you come home, I can expect to find empty cereal boxes in the garbage every morning. When you're setting up late at night after we go to bed and you're eating a box of cereal. So I know you mm-hmm. eat a lot of cereal.
1: But as a whole, I could see this being the case. The, the quote it gave, though, I thought was hilarious. It's the New York Times. It says, the New York Times wrote that 40% of the millennials surveyed in one report said cereal, quote, was an inconvenient breakfast choice because they had to clean up after eating it. <laughs> Which just makes have to clean up. everybody sound awful. <clears throat> well, talking about a generational thing,
0: my, my mom and her, her generation, she would get up, and my grandmother, they would cook these huge breakfasts. That was a thing, man. Every morning, you know, you can expect a big breakfast, and then, then you got a big cleanup afterwards. And then I thought we'd really moved a lot. Culturally, to, to primarily cereal now, which is almost requires no cleanup. But now, this New York Times article is saying, Oh, no, that's the reason they're not eating cereal. It's too much It's too much to do, too much work. So. Are you kidding? Well, what's the option beyond that?
1: I, yeah, I mean, I, well, I so don't know. Any, w- w- any millennial out there that can't get past the hurdle of cleaning up their cereal, a trick is. <laughs> you get a bowl get a spoon eat the cereal and then just wash it out with water and put it off to the side and use the same bowl and spoon the next day
0: it's that's not what, that hard people
1: that's what i do i do that for a week i'll use the same and same thing with coffee mugs oh yeah you cut down on what you yeah. gotta wash am i eating germs i don't know but i'm still healthy so who cares yeah what's your germs so it yeah. can't be that bad uh Let's go to the next one, gyms, all right, yep, yeah, I could see that
0: I could see well, that. I personally avoid gyms as much as possible, but I have my own reasons for that, <laughs> I think most
1: of us do yeah,
0: well, but now you work out at home and you do a good job, you're very consistent about working out at night. I've noticed,
1: mm mm-hmm. yeah, I try to work out regularly, but I don't go to but a you gym don't
0: you don't time. go to a gym, no, you're not a member of a gym. What it said in the article uh, is that. They're opting for other things, other, other ways to exercise, like you, you know, working at home, working out at home. Uh, that, I, think, I think in that way you do fit what they're probably predicting about millennials in general. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but
0: here's the next one. But here's the question. Do you use napkins? I use my sleeve, actually. That is so gross. Um, I shouldn't have have asked you. I mean, do you use a napkin or do you use a paper towel? Yeah. What the heck's up with this one? What are they using if they're not using napkins? They're saying they're saying paper towels. They're saying they're opting. No, they're saying they opt for paper towels. That that's more. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if I say convenient or what, but that's odd to me. Is that true? I mean, do any of your friends just don't bother with napkins anymore? That's just an oddity to me. It seems.
1: What's the benefit of a paper towel I don't get that one at all I don't know who writes this stuff where do they
0: I don't know room? but that's a, that's only half of, of of a longer list that anybody can go yeah. online and look up but it's it's kind of fun to talk about just to yeah, kind of get us into the to the mode of thinking about our current society our current culture and 2020 and where things may be going I mean there's other lists you can find out online predicting what companies and what businesses and what shopping opportunities may close in the future i mean all that's out there it's easy for anyone to look at and so but i thought it'd be good for us to talk about this because you are a millennial you could give some perspective to us Uh, Mm -hmm. all this older folks it's like what are you kidding and so uh anyway that's good that was fun i I want us to take a break uh, in a moment and come back and talk about success and what that looks like you and i got into a really good conversation i thought over lunch at Chewy's or something I mean that's a great place to talk but I think we were talking about what success looks like and how we define success and and uh, maybe some of the things we're hoping to do hoping to accomplish in 2020 and, and ultimately will that be successful or not and so I think that'll be a great conversation let's have that after a break but first I want to ask you guys listening to pray for our upcoming retreat it's only a month away now it's crazy that it's it's right here upon us it's called the refocus retreat and uh basically we're just calling it refocus 2020 it's going to be in pigeon forge tennessee in the smokies um february the 6th through the 8th and there's still room if you would like to come bring your spouse spouses come for free but it's just a whole weekend of, of just soaking up and and, and being. Uh, very personal uh, uh, with our relationship with God, just some time uh, time to, to to soak in His presence. But also, uh, there's it's a very small group oriented where we can get to know other people and talk about some things uh, about a ministry, about worship, about life. So uh, please please check it out. Go to nextlevelworship.com/slash/refocus. And uh, check that out. We would love for you to come. As there, like I said, there's still room for you to be there. We've kept the cost low. So uh, I promise you, you'll love it. Stephen will be there we'll doing some music with the band Carrollton. And uh, we've got others Other will be there. It's going to be a great time. So, uh, so all right. So I think we're good for that. That was, that was a good conversation. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Talk about success. We are back. We had a really good first uh, segment there talking about things that millennials might help kill off. but that's all up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen? It's all predictions, right? Who knows? Yeah. So we're all guessing here. Uh, and so speaking of the future, what we don't know, I think on a personal level, we've got some things that we're we're kind of thinking may happen this year, right? Some things we'd like to see happen, but we don't know. It's just more um, more things that we're, I think we all have hope, uh, we're hopeful for things. By the way, Stephen, did you set any New Year's resolutions? I need to ask you that. I'm not going to ask you what they are. I'm just curious, did you do it? Um, yeah, I guess I sort of did. Yeah.
1: I guess did you? I did. Okay,
0: all right. I just, you know, some people do, some people just, just determine not to. But yeah. Uh, now, have you done that in the past, and have you usually been pretty good at hitting those when you do that so sort that's of thing? Or are you pretty good at kind of keeping up with it, or
1: that's why I was so kind of hesitant to answer that because in the past generally i'm i'm just one that's like a goal's a goal set it when you set it keep it for as long as you're going to keep it and then let that be that if okay the beginning of the year grade if not no but this time around i actually did find myself thinking hey what if i kept this up for 365 days um, yeah which yeah. already hasn't happened i did, didn't do it because i was gone for the first week and <laughs> then, already you know, had yeah you know but
0: but, um, you, but but you can you can kick it back in i mean you know, at least it's something to shoot for
1: which i guess is kind of back to my other point is like why does it have to be the new year for the reset for yeah. for some people, I guess that's important or it's significant, but for me, it's never quite been like that so I think my my deal is uh, I'm going to be out of town most of January, and then when I get back, trying to settle into some of the goals that yes I do have so
0: well, if I can bring a little bit of perspective to that um then I think um maybe a positive in the in the area of thinking about the new year mm-hmm. um i think it is a good time uh I, I think it can be the new month or the new day for that matter i mean yeah. um i forget where the passage is that it says his mercies are new every morning i think it's psalm 36 i mean why why did, why why doesn't he not say they're new every evening or every uh, afternoon or or at various times during the day because honestly they're always new. But, uh-huh. but the way the psalmist puts it, they're new every morning. So there's like, okay, you know, wow, that's cool. That's a new, new day to start over. And I, I feel like in the same way he's blessed us with years. If this is a new year to start over. It's not that we can't do it in the middle of the year. Of course we can't. His mercy yeah. is always available to us. His power is always there. Uh, every day is a new day. But. It is a kind of a cool time to re-motivate, restart, re-crank it up, you know. And sure. So I think I think that's I don't I'm not a big fan of a resolution in the sense it's usually applied because Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they often just you no know, people don't I, I feel like I feel like what happens is and I and I'm testifying here cuz this has happened to me is is that we'll set I, we'll set these ideas in our head, but they're not really realistic goals that, and we don't have steps to get toward them. Yeah. We just set this big idea out there, and, uh, and we don't take the time to put into planning how to pull that off. Uh-huh. And what does that really look like? I mean, you can set this big, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an X amount of dollars this year. Well, great. What are you going to do tomorrow to help move you toward that? You know, yeah. that's the idea. What are you going to do to get toward it? And I think that's where people don't. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the greatest shape of my life. Great. Are you going to bust it this morning? You know, to do what you gotta do because if you don't, you won't get there. You I gotta start here.
1: Agree with that. Yeah. I think three hundred sixty five days is a lot of days, you know, and people set big goals over that span of time. And it's probably nearly impossible for most people to keep whatever it is they're sticking to. Yeah, Did people do it. Heck yeah. And that's great that yeah. they do. But I think you know, so you set this New Year's resolution, and it's this giant. It can be, it can be this giant thing, uh, like working out every day when you've never worked out a day in your life, for example. And then, yeah. Well, I'll use I'll use kind of what I, what I've had in mind because I, I am a literal example of this. A lot of my resolutions, so to speak, have have revolved around rehearsal and practice time for music. So whether it's guitar, or voice, you know, or songwriting. Songwriting is probably exhibit A for this for me because I've had in mind, hey, I want to be writing every day. Every day. Do you know how many days I've written since the new year started? What's today, the sixth? Mm. I think I've written once. Yeah. So it's easy to say, you know, again, what if for 365 days I did this thing over and over again, imagine the results, and then I totally botched the first week. I just feel like it makes it easier to throw your hands up and be like, "I'll never get there," because you probably won't. If you're not used to writing every day, you might not write every day. So set smaller, more incremental goals, like you're talking about, I think, and work your way up to those things. And if you jack up a week, or if you fall off, off, you know, fall away from the path for a bit, then just get back on it. You know, again, for me, my New Year's might as well start in February because that's when I'm going to be looking. You know, I'll settle into yeah. a regular routine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. when I'm going to try to apply some of this stuff. But I see what you're saying, well, and, too, I, and I think that's good.
0: Yeah, well, one of the things you said that's really important to consider is is your schedule. I mean, you you got to be realistic with uh, yeah. with, with that. And, and so when you're setting goals, realize you you know you're if you're gone during this time, well, you probably won't be able to. If you if there's no way you can physically do what you're wanting to do over there, then then you won't. Then you need to plan so that you don't have to do it over there. I mean, that, that's just be realistic with them. At the same time, uh, I think we shoot way too high, and I think that's that's the why a New Year's resolution has got a bad rap. Is we 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 just kind of almost mindlessly think something real big, uh-huh. and almost think we can wish it into existence. No, you can't. Yeah. It takes good old-fashioned discipline, on, and I don't like that word. I, I wish we didn't have to use it. <laughs> but, but the reality is you got to have just discipline yourself. And honestly, you're not going to, as you just said, I'm just repeating you basically, you don't just suddenly start out doing that every day, that level of intensity. Right. Uh, but start with, you know, instead of thinking I'm going to work out 30 minutes, can you do five? Instead of, instead of saying, I'm going to have this big, quiet time, and I'm going to get all spiritual, you know, for an hour, can you do 10 minutes? Yeah. Let's start with that. You know, that, 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 and then when you, when, you, when you fall off the wagon, so to speak, when you don't, that's when you go back to Psalm. I need to look it up for, in case I'm misquoting it. I, don't, I know it's in there, I promise. But where he says you're, that, that his mercies are new every morning, we need to go back and believe that. Hey, uh uh-huh thank God I, I, I can start over. Now, let's try this again. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, uh, if you got any goals you want to share or anything,
1: a lot of the personal goals for me have been music related, you know, so it's okay. And it's honestly, it's stuff I've kind of been, I've kind of been, Working anyway, uh, as far as just a regular rehearsal time for for whether it's guitar or voice or songs I'm trying to learn. So it's just more consistent with that has been one of my goals. Songwriting, I think, is the big one. That's what I was about to ask you about. If you said, did, How do yeah. you approach
0: that? Do you say, I'm going to try to write a, a certain amount of songs each week, or I'm going to sit down to, to give it a certain amount of time each day? How, how do you go about that?
1: No, I don't. And, uh, you know, I think there's some, there's some merit in not forcing it, no doubt. When it comes to writing or creating, it's just saying, okay, today's not a good day, I'm just going to not, and then – Today is a good day, so I'm going to. But there's definitely a lot of value in pushing yourself and sitting down on days where you don't feel like doing it and trying to discover how to do it. And that may not ultimately be where your best songs come from still, but I think you learn things and you gain tools through that effort that you wouldn't gain if you just said, oh, today is not the day, I'm not going to do it, you know. So, for me, I think it's trying to make that flip of of just pushing myself a little more, you know? Um, I've gotten into this, this habit in the past year, I would say, of starting a lot of songs that I don't finish. So, I've got a ton mm-hmm. of ideas that I think are really good that I haven't totally wrapped and, and, and finished yet. And so one of my goals for the year is just to go back through those and get those songs completed, you know? So those are a few, those are, those are the main ones I think that I've set for myself. Have you set any?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it's, I'm trying to be more consistent with my journaling. Um, but I'm like you, I've already not done great with that, but, but I am determined this year, I, I think even more holistically, I don't, I, I I want to look back over my whole year and go, overall, I did improve in that. And that's what I want to see. I want to improve with my personal journaling uh, and making the time. Uh, I've just started the book of Romans. In fact, I haven't actually started journaling Romans yet. Romans has always just been this huge book to me that I'm, I've kind of shied away from journaling through because journaling requires that I really think it and medit- meditate on it <laughs> at a high level, you know. And 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 uh-huh. and and when you put it into into writing, what I feel like God may be saying to me through it, you better you better have a clue what it's talking about. You got to keep context in mind. A lot of things. So I'm actually doing some preliminary study on it, and and I'm reading some introductions and some some understanding of the book of romans because it's just a huge book so that's one of my mm-hmm. goals i want to on a personal level i want to do and um yeah we have some ministry goals too and in, in fact uh you said in on some of those conversations we've got some very specific things in mind um with our ministry but but in, in a few minutes i'm not I i'm not sure we're ready to jump into this part yet on how but i'd like to actually unpack a little bit of that, of how we go about setting some goals, Um, but, but I just know that'll be kind of a a diving in deep thing. I I, I wanted to, I wanted to come back to something you had said a few minutes ago uh, about sometimes, you know, you can force, force it and it feels forced with songwriting. Well, you know what? It's that way with a lot of things in creating. Sometimes you just need to, you just need to set, lay the pen down, so to speak, uh, figuratively speaking. You need to step away and and regroup and just go have some fun or you know, or just get your mind off of it, come back to it. So, yeah, I agree with you. But I also believe what you said is so true. Sometimes you got to push in. You've mm-hmm. got to just push through. There's actually that idea out there in the creative world of pushing through where you reach a point where, where suddenly things just start taking off. Have you ever been mm-hmm. in a writing session and, and maybe with a couple other guys and and you struggle for the first hour or two, but then suddenly you just suddenly it just started flowing? You ever, have you you experienced that? Okay. Well, it's the same way with writing. You know, I'm a writer. And so another one of my goals this year is to write, uh, to finish a book. Uh, I've been working on one. I said, finish this. I want to finish it this year. Well, I know that's one of those pie in the sky ideas. I can put it down as a new year's resolution that I never think about again, or I I just wish, wish will happen, or I can actually make some strides toward it. So one of the Mm -hmm. things I've, I've learned in writing, man, I think people assume what we writers, uh, they assume us writers, I guess that's the proper English, uh, love it, can't wait to go do it. Honestly, I I don't love it a lot of times. It feels like good old-fashioned work to me, (laughs) you know? Uh And I have to stay there and discipline myself. I want to get up and run and run away. And no, I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to get something going. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that also is very important. There's something I studied in college about uh, brain waves, and this is kind of an interesting idea, that alpha waves are the creative waves, they, 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 they believe, and those yeah. are the waves that start flowing, so to speak, in our brains once we get into creative mode, and what it said, and I, I've never, I'll never forget this, the, the research back at the time anyway said that it can take hours to get your brain to uh delivering alpha waves, I mean it can get it can take hours to become creative basically, and uh I found that true i can't just some people maybe can but I can't just walk in after having my head in the administration of life and all the things that um, you know just keep me busy every day and suddenly sit down and start writing i can't just start it just doesn't start flowing uh-huh. It may take me an hour, two three before I really get in the flow interesting yeah. Yeah. And so I think those are some. Well, I, I'm only highlighting that because, I, I you know, uh, wishful thinking is great. There's nothing wrong with having dreams. But but how do you how do you move toward that? Well, sometimes it's just going to feel like it's just going to feel like work. <laughs> it's just going to be work. It's not always going right. to be fun. But but man, the results in the end are awesome. But to get there, people don't it, you know, especially around Christmas time, they advertise easy ways to get in shape. I mean, basically don't do anything, just spray this stuff on you or take this uh-huh. pill and voila, you're in shape. Listen, th- it doesn't work that way. And I've seen that with cleaning stuff too. Spray this on your tub and all your all your junk will go away and it'll be beautiful. Yeah. And it just doesn't work that way. You got to get down there sometimes. It, it does help, but sometimes you got to get in there and put some elbow grease in it and work it. And I would say to anybody listening, Keep your resolutions. Keep your goals. That's great. But understand, it's going to take some good old-fashioned work. Mm -hmm. Discipline. Right? I agree. So maybe this is a good time, but I want to talk for a few minutes about what we did in our ministry. And we'll see now. (laughs) We'll see how successful we are. But this is one of those things in 2020 that we're trying to do better because we have some big ideas, big goals. Uh, things we're hoping to do but they seem overwhelming so how do you eat an elephant you've heard that before one bite at a time right mm-hmm. so we said well how do we move this down to those individual weekly goals Well, here's what we did and i and i'm going to be brief here you know if you join our coaching network hint hint which starts next week uh we, we get into this a lot more specifically, and we help you actually do this in your own ministry, in your own organization. But um, you start with horizon goals. Have you ever heard of those? Uh, you have because we've talked about them, horizon goals.
1: Uh-huh, yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the idea is that you look toward the horizon. You look down the road, literally way down the road. So imagine an illustration with a road that, that stretches on into the horizon, just kind of disappears out there somewhere far away. Five years down the road, where can you see yourself in your life? Now we don't know because ultimately we were, you know, that's in God's hands, but, but what are some things that maybe has been planted in your heart that you would hope to see? Can you see yourself, you know, married with children, uh, living in this place, doing this sort of thing, um, mm-hmm. five year goals it, that works for a church, for an individual, for an organization. Um, you, you, you don't put all your trust and hope in that because you realize those things can change. Only God knows the future. But again, if you aim at nothing, you'll, you're sure to hit it. You know, this is helping you aim towards sure. something. So the, yeah. the, 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 the visionary goal out there, and it can be stated in just a sentence or two, just simply, it can be, it can be simple. Um, and, but but figure out what that is if you were to sum up the goal in just a little bit of just a few words what would it be mm-hmm. and then and then two to three years out you think about uh strategic goals are called so you got this big visionary idea just a, a literally a picture in your mind I know uh, when we moved into the house we're in now um, we're renting the home and but it had been neglected before we got there um it and for years it things had grown up outside it was just it it was in bad shape and so they were very kind to allow us to to move in and, and 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 you know provide us a place until we were able to buy something but but um i looked out the window there in the kitchen and saw this awful growth of Weeds and and big bushes and briars had grown up over this pond, this small pond, and it mm. just it engulfed it, and you couldn't even hardly see the pond. It was awful, and you know what I saw in my mind, Stephen. I envisioned in my mind a beautiful place where we could have a, a little bench out there, right next to the water. You could hear the water trickling through. It was it, it, it was it sounded good. It just looked terrible, and I thought, what about if one day we could have a little bench there and have a place to sit. And it's nice and neatly uh, manicured and just looks. So, I, in my mind, I saw this beautiful little spot. I can't even tell you how hard it was in <laughs> my much work and, and to dig out those briars. And I mean, I got cut up doing it and it was manual labor. But you know what? Now you can look out there. I hadn't got my bench yet. I'm still working on that. But I've got everything shy of the bench. It looks amazing. But it took it took two years to get there, and those are strategic goals because you know I had a vision in my mind. But what did I have to do? I had to you know? I had to go rent a chainsaw to chain you know chain to to saw down some some trees that didn't need to be there. I mean, I had to do this that. And I, I had a plan. I had to come up with a plan and strategic goals for the next couple of three years are specific things you know you're gonna have to do to move toward that, and then. Then you have a one-year goal, and this is what I really want to zone in on. You have a one-year goal. For the end of 2020, what can you imagine your ministry, or your organization, your, your life looking like? That's a visionary goal. Imagine a picture in your mind of where you can see it being. Again, be careful. Let me really emphasize this. Be careful that it's not just our plans. We've got to do this before the Lord and pray. Make sure it's something he's put in our heart. But then you've got to set these strategic goals for the next 60 to 90 days to help you get there. And so that, that's what we're doing in our ministry, and, and we'll see how it works. But I, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's because we've got very specific things in mind that we're going to be doing over the next 60 to 90 days. So does that sound overwhelming? Is that too much? Did I, did I just kinda overwhelm everybody? I didn't mean to. I just I, I, I just want to really emphasize that it's more than just having a wishful thinking. There's some things
1: we gotta do to step toward it. Yeah. No, I think taking those steps is important. I think that's good. Okay. So what's the takeaway for
0: you on that? Are you like, okay, thanks, Dad? I mean, is that I mean honestly, what what's the reaction when people hear stuff like that from teacher people like me that, that think we know what we're talking about? <laughs> And we don't maybe really we, we you know we we tend to talk more than we do sometimes, but we really are
1: trying to do these things yeah, i think I think laying out a process uh, is important i think it's it's helpful maybe more than people realize, you know the idea of having that long term goal, but then taking kind of stepping back and in and, and, and looking to understand the process of reaching it in that order um, is great it is super helpful it's applicable to wherever you're at whatever you're doing you know and I think that is well, the realistic approach so
0: yeah okay well uh we we might we might pick this up and talk some more about it at a, at a future podcast. But I think for today this is a good conversation just to encourage people. Just remember, guys, you can't do it without without the Lord's help. You can't. You, you like Stephen said. You know, you, you maybe just six days into your new resolutions and you're already blowing it. That's okay. His mercies are new every morning. Let's leave with that thought on this conversation. You can start over. I mean, he's up there, he's up there cheering you on, saying you can do this. And even if the goal that you have, the end, end of it doesn't look exactly like you thought it would be, that's okay. Because, um, um, man, just, just having life and breath and, and being forgiven that, that already you're on your way to great success, you know? And so that, I just want to leave everybody encouraged. Don't want to bog you down with a lot of stuff, but also don't live, go, don't walk through your life with blinders on. I'd say that to all of us. Uh, it just takes work, but, uh, I I'll, I'll quote what Paul said in Galatians that um, uh, don't be weary in well-doing. I love this. For in due time you will reap a harvest if you don't faint. So I say stick hmm. with it. Isn't that powerful? You know, don't, don't give up. Just don't yeah. quit. Hey, uh, I think we're good for that. Uh, I want us to take a break, and I'll, we've got a few minutes left today. I want to come back and, and talk about something we're learning. Uh, how about that? Uh, again, Ooh. we try to do that in each podcast. So, so um, I'll just make one more uh, uh, mention here with Next Level Worship. Uh, I wanted to tell everybody we met our goal financially. In fact, we went over our goal about $12,000. Isn't that awesome? Woohoo! Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've already got some funding now toward our trips, uh, our trip in March to Ethiopia and to Kenya and to Zambia. So, because of that overage, uh, at the end of the year we're able to put it forward so thank you for that I just wanted to put a thank you out there for anybody who helped support us um, and I, I want to ask you to 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 be praying for our March trip uh, we're now we're working on logistics uh, we've got our Africa director leaving next week flying over to Ethiopia to work on some details preparing the way so to speak it's exciting times so I just want to mention that before we go to break and uh, we'll come back in just a few moments and we'll talk about a couple of things we're learning before we head out today. Thanks so much.
1: This woman whose family has a farm, she works this farm, they have cattle, and there was this cow they really liked a lot, a whole lot. It was like their daughter's favorite cow, they raised the thing and all this stuff, so it's a special animal to them, and its birthday apparently was that day or something. So they went out to find this cow, to have a birthday celebration with this cow, Um only to realize the cow is nowhere to be found. And so they go looking for it. They find it in this hole, a sinkhole in Indiana where they live, uh, where sinkholes are actually really common for some reason in Indiana. But anyway, so the message was built on this story about this cow falling into the sinkhole and then the process of them trying to get the cow out of the sinkhole. And so they tried to tie it back into basically you being in a hole you know, or in a rut in your life or being in a place where you, you are struggling or you feel like you may not get out of it and how these steps could apply. And so the three things they mentioned, let's see if I can list them off the top of my head. The first one was ask for help. The second one was believe, basically believe that you can get out of the spot you're in. And then the third was to trust basically to trust that, that, that your help being God can, can bring you out of whatever you're in. Uh, and I thought those were three, three really good points. Um, some things, you know, it almost feels too, ob- so obvious that you just overlooking, you're just like, all right, you write it off as I already know that because who doesn't know that it, it's a good thing to ask for help when you need help. Duh. Yet so many times we don't. Um, the one though of the three that kind of stuck with me and that I was thinking about after we left was just the believing you can get out, um, of the spot you're in. And, but what specifically stuck with me about it, I think was just the the whole mindset idea of believing you can, um, it reminded me of a quote by Henry Ford where he says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're Right. And it's such a direct quote, but it's such an interesting idea, you know, um, because I think it just speaks to, you know, if you walk into a situation, um, one of the kids sitting with me at church yesterday when they were talking about this place football, and so for him, I related it to football. You know, if you line up against the guy across from you, and you believe he's going to run you over before the the, the ball ever snaps, he's probably going to run you over because you have no confidence and it's going to affect your play. It's going to affect your approach and your attack. Whereas if you line up against this guy with the belief that you can and will run through him, let's be honest, you might not, but you're certainly, almost certainly going to do a heck of a lot better than you were if you you know, totally lacked that going into it, that kind of confidence. You know, But then you tie that into – to the hope we have as believers and to the means we have as believers to accomplish what God's put in front of us to do. Um, you know, I just think how much more should we really carry that kind of confidence? Not in ourselves and in our, in our own ability, but in God through in and through us, you know, to perform what He's put in front of us. And it's not to say it's going to be easy, it's not even to say that it's always going to feel like something's being accomplished. But that's where that third thing comes in. It's the trusting that it can and that it will, and that He can and that He will. Um, that was good for me yesterday that's good, hearing man. that. Yeah, so that
0: is good. That that's good for the first of the year as we all the stuff sure. we've been talking about. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm glad. I'm glad you listened
1: in church. That's so good. Just a good old fashioned encouragement piece. But yeah, I think yeah. it's good to hear that every now and then.
0: Yeah, our pastor is is preaching through Romans and. Man, it was a good, really good message yesterday. I enjoyed what he preached as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's good, man. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, I've been wanting to talk about this for a couple of weeks. I just haven't gotten to in our podcast and I only have a couple minutes. So, but I'll just mention that I just finished a book called God's Smuggler by Brother Andrew.
1: Hmm.
0: And it is, our whole staff's going to go through it. It's really, really been encouraging to us and powerful. So, um. I know I've mentioned it before, but I just wanted to highlight that as an encouragement to you guys. If you're looking for something to read, consider reading it. Uh, it's a story of this guy that went behind the Iron Curtain, um, and uh, and encouraged the Christians uh, that were in communism after World War II. And uh, Brother Andrew didn't he didn't even go by his last name, but uh, because you know there was the possibility of persecution, and 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 he. Uh, he faced some incredible odds and distrusted God in a way that I, few that I've ever read have. Um, smuggled Bibles by the thousands across the border, praying that God would literally close their eyes. One of his famous quotes is, Lord, you, when you were on earth, you opened the eyes of the blind. I'm asking you now to close the eyes of the seeing. And, and, and that's, what it, that's what happened. Hmm. Time and time again, they literally didn't see him, looked right over him and uh and and it's just a phenomenal walk of faith a journey that uh that we needed and we're reading as a staff because we needed to be reminded this this is a walk of faith we're on and it's not a cakewalk so to speak it's uh it's it's a challenge and sometimes like Stephen said we may fall into a hole you know <laughs> um but we we got to have the faith to believe in our god to pull us out of the hole we got to have a faith in our god to believe that uh he can keep us out of some holes and um and so that, that's my encouragement for today. Just, I don't know that I'm learning it. I, I, I'll never stop learning. And I will i guess if anything, I'm learning that I, the faith I have is, is all I need. And I need to keep building on that faith. And not use the excuse of, well, I don't have enough faith. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Uh, for today. But get in God's word and, and grow that faith. And uh, don't use it as an excuse in 2020. Um, that's just my encouragement and, and get in there and read a book like that to uh, remind ourselves that uh, God's in charge and, and uh, he's going to see us through this thing called life amen that's my little sermonette I like it, like it. alright everybody it's been good it's been fun and uh, appreciate you joining us And we will uh, see you back next week for another episode of the Heart of Worship podcast thanks to